Hello, and thank you for listening to Good Girls Behaving Badly. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend slash last week? Because we missed the episode. How you been doing? Um, I mean, just a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I was out of town on the day we record of last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at a place now where things are slowing down just a little so I can breathe a little bit. I have one more major event to do this year okay. in November. So mm-hmm. once that's over, then I'll really slow down. But mm-hmm. honestly, I've just been working nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of a very busy, hectic month me as well but like this past week is actually slowed down finally but it's about to just pick back up this week because it's the first but I have like two more days of calm thank god um but my weekend has been good we spent the majority of this weekend together actually yeah which we'll kind of come back and touch on later but we spent some best friend time I mean we have other friends too but we were together the, for the majority of the weekend so, oh, what media do you have for us? <clears throat> so, um, I'll start off with what a lot of people are talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, Offset and yes. Cardi B are engaged. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations to them. I think one way, I think it surprised everyone just is cause, just because, like, last week they broke up. Uh-huh. There was a clear social media yeah. spat. Mm-hmm. And so now, and, you know... We know they repaired. Yeah, and then it's like engaged. Right. So. I'm wondering. Like he might have just been planning that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people's like oh. He don't really mean it. Let me tell you something. He wouldn't have did it if he didn't want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A person of his status. Mm-hmm. Don't have to ask nobody. Mm-hmm. To marry him. If he don't want that. Do you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Like, Cardi B can give him pressure. If he ain't want to do it, he ain't want to do it. Right. So, I just feel like, stop hating. If they, <laughs> if you want to propose, she said yes. They love each other. Right. And Let's you know, just wish them well. Sometimes when couples break up, it don't really, really be a breakup. Right. I maybe it seemed like more of a breakup because theirs was just very public. Right. Them, and so. she was doing what a lot of, fa- a lot of women do. Mm-hmm. Do those little sub- sub tweet sub messaging yeah. and the only reason it gets picked up is because she's a celebrity right yeah because i mean i know plenty of girls who do that mm-hmm. those inspirational quotes <laughs> and you know you know something is going on and then mm-hmm. they'll be pitching them together so it's like oh they made up right so i was like that's just what 25 year olds some 25 year olds do yeah i personally think and i think that we also have to remember that Cardi is our age, like right. she seems so much older than us, but she's but not. Day, she's not, so she can do stuff that you know anybody else our age would do. Exactly. Although I do feel like we can stop that, y'all. <laughs> is that one of the things we're too grown for? <laughs> well, I just think even if you break up, mm-hmm. I mean, two each is on, but I don't feel like it's something that needs to be announced. Mm-hmm. Definitely, if you feel like at a certain when you're together at a you know, for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. you know when a fight is a fight and when it's done. Yeah. So in the midst of a fight, don't be doing all that extra stuff because you know that nine times out of ten, y'all probably will figure it out. Mm-hmm. What's the point of getting all? Yeah. You know what I mean? I my and I've done it, so mm-hmm. I can yeah. speak from a place of I definitely used to do that. Yeah, 
say all how I feel. This is the days when I was on Twitter a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, at a certain point, it's like, why am I doing this? Everyone yeah. doesn't need to know. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out or, yeah. you know, vent to a friend. Because yeah. you do, over time, start to look a little crazy. Yeah, because I've definitely made the mistake of, like, breaking up with somebody and telling my friends right away. And then we still end up trying to figure it out and fix it. And it's like, never mind, y'all. Our bad. Like, right. And so it's like, you have to... That's why sometimes... And, like, I don't know, I think it's about finding a balance because when you break up with somebody, you do want to run into your friends right away because you're hurt, blah, blah. But I think it's also, like, be sure that you're actually broken up. Or say... We going through some ish or... Right, I'm trying to figure things out. I'm not sure what I want from him. Yeah. I don't know if I want to continue or not. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Because I know for friends who would have relationships like that, they would break up, break up. I mean, I didn't take it seriously after a while. So it's just kind of like, for me, it was like, oh, they're having a fight. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Pretty sure 24, 48 hours from now, I'll say, how's it going? Oh, we're fine. (laughs) So it's kind of like, as a friend. Or even if we're not fine, it's like, we still talk every day. We still try and figure it out. That's what I'm saying. As a, in the friend role, having to listen to it. After a while, I'm like, girl, you all right. You already know you want to take that nigga. Right. <laughs> or you already know, like, this is y'all routine, good mm-hmm. or bad. This is how y'all operate. So mm-hmm. I don't get alarmed. Right. Anyway, congratulations to them. And I don't foresee this being like some quickie marriage you know never say never but i don't see it either. i don't feel like i feel like they'll probably just be engaged for a while yeah me too so and as one couple joins one separates. so <laughs> this week tamar braxton mm-hmm. filed for divorce for her husband there have been rumors for the past couple of years yeah. that they've had some struggles mm-hmm. i think like a year or two ago um they were in the news because police was called apparently he like bit her or something yeah, oh, some I sort of she bit him. i thought he bit her see <laughs> some sort of physical altercation with a mouth yeah. um that happened and so now it's confirmed she did file for divorce right. and it's weird because their show is about to come back on right so it's kind of like part of me like is this like pr-ish and then it's also weird because she just told everybody she was retiring because of the toll and then it took on her right and she was like the at the end of the day the marriage was meant more to her than the career right so now i'm like okay well since y'all getting divorced you'd still retire right because i remember when she was on the breakfast club he was literally in the room so it's kind of like i'm not gonna say someone files for divorce like go through the courts and lawyers process like i'm gonna believe that there's something however they're definitely spinning this it seems very spent yeah I don't know, <laughs> but I do feel bad for them because mm-hmm. they do have a child and you know, yeah. when, typically when someone gets married, they're not thinking that almost 10 years later right. that you'd be getting a divorce. Right. So yeah. if they can work it out, great, but it may just be done. People yeah. grow apart and that's true. You know, yeah. speaking of another broken up couple, been a rough week. Y'all. I know <laughs> the judge, um, tossed out Mary J. Blas's ex-husband, Kendu. Yeah, Kendu. His request for more spousal support, mm-hmm. which he sh- that should be tossed out. Right. And <laughs> then the couple are in debt, like $11 million. Lord. And it leaves them responsible for half. Mm-hmm. And so Mary was saying that if they stop the spousal support, 
she'll just take the whole debt. Oh, well, that's good of her. Yes, but would Ken do really want that? No. Hmm. I bet you he would want to find a way to... Because that's very logical. Because it's yeah. like, well, I'm not going to pay you. And then you're just going to be paying on the debt anyway. Right. I'll take the debt and I don't give you no more money. But I feel like that's not something he would agree to. So I'm mm. just curious to see where that will go. Yeah. He's already, he was fighting hard for the spousal support in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Which was ridiculous because he was already getting a cut of whatever okay. she had right. anyway. Right. Because he was the manager. Right. So it's just shysty. See what happened when people hurt? <laughs> And the thing is, the the part of the marriage problems they had was him and his infidelity. So it's like, yep. you were in the wrong. Right. And you, you still, did this. right. And you still act like you don't want to, um, you still begging for money. Mm-hmm. You're a grown man. Get a budget. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm very sure that, I mean, unless he's just that terrible with money, you mm-hmm. have enough money in the bank to sustain you. If that right. means you have to get a new job tough cookies that's mm-hmm. life so I kept it light because to be honest with y'all I've been working so I got the highlights I will say I've enjoyed as I always do seeing everyone's Halloween costumes <laughs> oh, yeah. and seeing everyone's creativity mm-hmm. um I love it <laughs> I love it I love it I wanted to add one more and it's another divorce but Jeannie Mai from The Real oh yeah she sure is so she is getting a divorce from her husband Freddie and she has like she opened up and was like you know from the beginning of their marriage she always said that she didn't want kids but over time like Freddie started to say he wanted kids so that was a big kind of reason that they divorced and like she admitted like she's like I still love him very much but it's just hard when you know that something that they want so bad is not something that you want. And so it's like, it's. I feel like it takes a lot to just be like, I love you. But at the end of the day, if what I want can't isn't what you want and can't make you happy, then it's best if we're just not together. So they um, are getting divorced as well. That is sad. Yeah. Um, and I know that. I think people who do not know her, yeah. she caught a lot of flack. It was like, how you don't? Yeah, but she's made it selfish very stuff. clear. But I said that you can compromise on a lot of things. You yeah. cannot compromise on a child. That's right. That's um, a whole it life. reminds me of like Grey's Anatomy with um, Owen and Christina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need two parents. Mm-hmm. The mother does do majority of the work and the brunt of it in the beginning as in actually holding cooking the kid (laughs) and even when you have a full-time dad i've heard people in good marriages with full-time hands-on fathers Mm -hmm. the mother still is still a higher level even sometimes just because of feeding Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and if she does not want a kid at all that is a big ax because that kid is your kid for the rest of your life. Not till it's 18. It's for the rest of your life. Yeah, because that's what people were saying. They was like, oh, you can do it. Just have one. I'm like, no. Don't make it so light that's of a it. big sacrifice. And, and that's the problem today. Is people make light of having children. Uh, girl. Not, that's not what it is. It's a very serious. It's a big commitment. Right. Not only so financially, say, oh, emotionally, and mentally. And so, and then two, think about the child. Mm-hmm. being born when the mother did not want the kid right that's just giving the kid 50 million complexes right. that they would get on their own anyway <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. like i feel like 
what happened was he changed his mind. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a part of him that wish he didn't want kids yeah. too. Yeah. Because. Because they were happy. Because they're happy. And, and they probably still very much love each other. Yeah. But it'll never be what it was when he was okay not having kids. Right. Because you can't get rid of that. So right. he could probably suck it up. Mm-hmm. But I'm very sure that if he they would have stayed together, there would have been moments where his feelings came to the light yeah. about him not having a kid. Mm-hmm. He could have been resentful, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's unfortunate, but like that happens. And that's why people do get divorces because yeah. sometimes you, you change. Yeah, because we're all growing, changing human beings. And so sometimes you grow together and sometimes you grow apart. You know, and the kid thing, I know for me, like, I want kids, so I could not be with someone who did not want kids. Right, right. Um, but when it's the opposite and then you change, that's a harder fit. Yeah. Because it's one thing when you say, I'm not sure if I want kids or right. if I have them okay, if I don't okay, right. then I don't want them. Yeah, yeah. Especially as a woman. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So... Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was very selfless of her to decide to be like, look, I want you to be happy so we just can't continue anymore as opposed to what everybody has been calling her. Um, so, you know, I wish the best for her and I hope that she like can come to terms with it because I know it's hard, especially, it's always hard to break up a relationship when you still love the person. Jesus knows that. When it's not, a, when it's not, when at some point it's not that big. Yeah. Absolutely, it's hard walking away when, yeah. like, you still love each other, mm-hmm. but it's like, and this isn't going to work. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it's worse. Yeah. I think it's it a lot worse. easier. It's, it's a lot easier when you. When they cheat, it's easy to be like, deuces. It's easier <laughs> when they really hurt, you know what I mean? Yeah. When it's like they did some foul something that you can't. When it's simply, we're not going to be able to be on the same page on this. Right. And so. We just can't fit. Um, and it's then like 10 years, that was almost there. 10 years is a long time, yeah. So, so TV, hey, are you caught up on everything? What's everything? Like, this is us, um, Grays. I am, I am okay. So, this is us. So, let's start with um, Randall and his family. I mean, I'm over the foster kid, I don't like. <laughs> No, I don't like this element of the story oh. of them adding this. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred it was a baby too, mm-hmm. or I would have preferred if Beth got like pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm not into it. I like it. I'm not into her storyline. I'm mm-hmm. just not into it. I like it a lot because I mean, like he was adopted and went through a lot, but it was different because he was adopted as a baby. So I think it does show the difference of adopting a baby and adopting a full grown kid that got issues. So I, I, I'm enjoying it. I like it and I think it's I think it's nice seeing her grow and warm up to them. I don't really and feel like she's I think she's starting to warm up. Oh whatever. <laughs> I I'm enjoying it. I don't. Um and so what's the sister's name? I can't I don't remember. Know. The uh, the the other twin, the girl. I don't know. How do you feel about her? With she found out she Who's was the pregnant. sister girl? The sister of the main characters. Okay, you don't know the name. I didn't know who you was talking about at first. Okay. But I'm saying you act like when well, you said the sister of the main character. I think her name's like, damn it. No, you can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look it up. But this is yeah, going to bother me. She's pregnant. 
you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is of a fear of mine. I don't want to be pregnant and still be fat. <laughs> <laughs> I Because, like... Kate. You, that's her name. You can't tell. You're not yeah. going to be able to tell. <laughs> I don't want that. I want to be able to... I want the round pregnant belly yeah. I don't want to, like, be like, to be like is she fat or pregnant I don't want the <laughs> questioning <laughs> and I hope that the baby goes to full term I have oh, a feeling yeah. it will not but I hope it does <sighs> yeah I really do I, I hope she don't lose the baby I feel I'm like so something's scared. gonna happen yeah, I'm so scared. if she don't lose it something will happen eventually but I think it's I think that's interesting to add that in the mix yeah. I had a Feeling that's what was happening when she was being so extra about losing weight, but she could already fit in the dress. I had a feeling something else was going on when she went to, um, it was like a GNC or like some kind of place with like vitamins and stuff. I'm like, she's not getting weight weight loss um, vitamins. So I had a feeling that's what was happening, but I just hope that she doesn't lose the baby because I'm like, she already got enough issues to deal with. And I just feel like that would add on to it. Uh... I I guess my Kate's story isn't a highlight for me right now. Mm-hmm. Her brother, her mm-hmm. twin brother, yeah. he's getting on my nerves. <laughs> uh, um, Kevin. So, I'm just wanting to figure that out. Like, his storyline is getting repetitive. Because he's addicted to drugs now? Well, that's clear. <laughs> but no, just his attitude is very... Rep- like, he's a character... Where I feel like you saw growth in Randall, mm-hmm. you saw growth in Kate, mm-hmm. you did not see anything in Kevin. So well, in season two, I'm wanting something different. Mm-hmm. And right now it's like the same crap. <laughs> so I'm just wanting something different because it gets old. Mm-hmm. His issues, his thing with his dad, like it's getting old mm-hmm. for me as a viewer. Yeah. Well, I think maybe this is the time that he'll actually grow, but it's just like, I wanted him so bad at the banquet to admit that he was struggling with pain or with the d- addiction. I wanted him to admit something, but he just wouldn't do it. I'm just like, bro, you missed whole like half of the thing. You got to have a better excuse than what you're giving. And he just gave a bullcrap excuse and his girlfriend just took it. And I was just like, no, like I would have been like, nope, that's not enough. What's going on? Tell me now. Um, uh, he could have still lied, so yeah, that's but, probably part of the reason why she just said forget it. That's true. She's but. known him for a long time. I think she probably could know like <laughs> when he's essentially shut down. Yeah, cause what's the point? I as a person who I don't do it as much, but as a person who shuts down sometimes, mm-hmm. there's really nothing you can say to me if I'm already in that state. Mm-hmm. You're really wasting your breath, whether you're right or wrong. Yeah, if I'm at, in that state, I'm just not gonna give it to you. <laughs> So, okay, okay. Um, so now hopping over to Grey's, this episode, well, last week the, that just passed, it was like a flashback kind of halfway episode. I mean, I don't, I wasn't. Sometimes Grey's Anatomy episodes are hit and misses because it's such a big cast. So mm-hmm. when they do a very central storyline about one cast member, um, depending on the cast member, I'm just not intrigued. Mm-hmm. So this past episode with Owen and the sister and like, I could care less. Right. I could care. Like, who cares about his sister? <laughs> I mean. Well, I think that's their way of like now bringing her into the fold. But she's moving. So it's like, just let it go. I'm interested on how they're going to make that happen. Because she moved. 
Um, she took what's his name with him with her because now they engaged or whatever. Um, and that still don't seem all the way genuine. So I feel like I, either write it off yeah. or have her just stay. Just have her stay like everybody else. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it wasn't like a. And then Owen and Amelia actually decided to part ways, which I mean, we pretty much all well I thought after the tomb it could give them a moment to maybe restart Yeah. but I'm sick of both of their love troubles and I feel like at this point who are they going to date they have been passed around that hospital <laughs> so many times there's like no real other logical love connection unless they're bringing in new people again oh, it's yeah. just like a whole new way. it's just annoying and sometimes I think Grey's Anatomy could end yeah yeah so you think Owen and Teddy are gonna get back together? Because I feel like that's what she I left. Where'd she go? She went back. She's not to the army. No, that was a visit. She's not staying. Oh, I thought she was. Going if to she stay. was, if she was coming back to work, yeah. then yep. That's what I thought. But no, happened. she uh, was coming back because of the sister. Ah, oh, okay. it wasn't. Okay, got you. But I, what I do think is gonna happen is now I think the tumor being gone gives Amelia's character a. a like they're gonna, I feel like she's gonna be different now. Cause like even though she was barely in this episode, she seemed softer. Amelia always seemed like this hard person to deal with, blah blah. But now she seems softer, so it's like, was that all the tumor? And so I, now I think it gives that character a, a chance to develop into like somewhat of a different person. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What I don't think I think those are the only shows that we both watch. I can't think of anything else that we both watch. I don't really. We don't watch that much. Yes, yeah, similarly. So now... I will say, I will every now and then give a Housewives of Atlanta recap just oh, because yeah. it's good stuff. See, I was about to say they they start next month. Oh, okay. Super excited. I've heard... I mean, I've seen clips. I've read stories. Like, this season mm-hmm. seems like it's going to be amazing. And so... I'm just excited. It just seems like so much <laughs> shade and just uh, just so excited to watch it. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Well, now we're going to jump into our question of the week. Our question was, would you give up um, your right to vote for the next three elections? And, uh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, to have your loans wiped clean. And to be honest, this was a very... Like, this was very clear. It was. It was pretty <laughs> cut and dry. <laughs> I mean, I believe, and I'm scanning because I. I mean, I don't. I don't. We don't need to read all of these. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> but we got one no, and he. This person will get a shout out. Well, no, we got a couple no's. I got no. I don't only see one. Mm-mm. We got three no's, but one didn't have loans. Well, no, we got four no's. Yeah, we got four no's. We got a bunch of no's, actually. One was just like, nope. One said no. And then one said, Only see absolutely two no's. not. My loans are all, my loans are all student loans and they willing to work with you. So I'm voting. Yeah, we had a couple no's. Oh. And then somebody was like, what loans? Well, Sharice said, what loans? Lucky you. I only oh I only saw two no's. Yeah, we got a But most of people said Other than that, everybody else was yes, like, Yes. Doesn't matter. You know, some people asked, 
you know, was this only presidential? If you know yeah. what I mean. I think the thought was presidential, so I believe so too. Yeah, so then you could still go around and vote in your local. That's what most people said that they would do. So I think the consensus was yes. So what's your answer? Um, I don't think I would. Oh, okay. No, okay. I would wipe me clean. I would just. I would definitely be um voting at every local election and i would still like try to um give my opinion about the presidential elections just to still stay informed and maybe help inform others but yep take them loans bye i sure would because the the reality of it is in three elections i'm probably still gonna have loans that's very (laughs) true still be paying on these hoes that's very true i would rather much rather you just wipe these hoes clean So, our topic of the day is vulnerability. And so, we some media topics we didn't cover and, like, some of our weekend we left out because um, it kind of feeds into vulnerability. So, we wanted to talk about vulnerability in an aspect of relationships, friendships, family, vulnerability in all aspects. Um, But, for example, we went to a head class today. And um, some of the tips that we're giving, it is about being vulnerable with your partner and be being willing to try new things and being communicating that vulnerability. Like, okay, I'm gonna try this, and like letting them know and seeing if they're willing to do it. And I think on both ends, when you're trying new things in the bedroom, it takes both people their willingness to be vulnerable. Because when you're trying something for the first time, you don't know if that is gonna work. And then the person that is being, that's the recipient, they might be like, mm, I'm not really for that, but I'll try it, you know, and we can see. So I think in the bedroom, it takes both sides to be vulnerable to try new things. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have a big <laughs> statement, but you, it was a very thorough response. Yeah. But I would agree. I mean, I just think it's trust and mm-hmm. um, communication, obviously, like you said. Mm-hmm. And just overall, just some openness. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes even you can trust your partner and just not be open. Yeah. And that could be a block to trying new things. And not just sexually, but just like you said, in any relationship. Right. You know, having kind of your wall up and not Mm -hmm. being willing to see, you know, a new method of thinking, Mm -hmm. a new physical touch action, Mm -hmm. or just being open to identifying some like just being open to accept something else right and i think sometimes when people can't be um it's a they don't want to be out of control mm-hmm. this you know what i mean yeah. more controlling people because i am mm-hmm. i'm a very controlling person so mm-hmm. um when you put your wall down and when you're being more open that is letting go of the control and that's i think that's what some of the foundation of it is people cling to that for comfort right um and so something i wanted to touch on was i think kind of a big topic um recently was like gabrielle union and she's she has a book which i actually have i just haven't read it yet i'm gonna get around to it i promise um but she was doing an interview and this isn't actually even about the book but she was doing an interview and they just brought something up about eating your man's butt and or I don't like that. It's tossing the salad. <laughs> tossing the salad. Okay. Um, and she was just 
She didn't even blatantly say, because people ran with that she, um, you know, tossed her husband's salad. And if she did, I mean, she's a grown woman and she's married. Right. That's true. But, um, so in the interview, it kind of touched on that. And she was like, you know, what it really comes down to is being vulnerable with your partner and secure in yourself. Um, so it's kind of a twofold thing. And it's like, you're doing something with your partner for both of your pleasure, for your pleasure, for their pleasure, you know, whatever. And so, like, this is not going to sacrifice your sexuality. It's not going to sacrifice you as a human being. So it's about you being secure in who you are, but also being vulnerable enough to open up (coughs) with your partner and be willing to try new things. And, you know, everybody was up in arms about it. Everybody was talking about it. But I think... What she said is true, and it applies to things outside of being sexual. Just trying new things with your partner is about saying, okay, I know how I am, and I know what I like, but for my partner, I'll be willing to try this. And it could be something as simple as um, uh, going to a concert of a band that you never heard of. Or like it could be something small and stupid like that, but it's like being willing to give it a try, and you might end up liking their music. Um, so I think it's just about being willing to try with your partner, with your friends, with whoever, and you may like it, you might ha- hate it, but it's just willing to give it a try because of who you're giving it a try with. <coughs> and I personally think like just with the sex element, mm-hmm. I think the whole tossing the salad thing, mm-hmm. that's just a big thing with guys. Yeah. And I just don't <clears throat> think... I just don't think they're secure enough. Yeah. Because, I mean, it. I always say whatever, like, you and your partner do in the bedroom, that's between y'all anyway. Right. So it's Nobody like, no okay, one. Unless you into that. But. No one. That's no one's business. Right. What you do to her or she does to you or she and she, he and he. The mm. point is, it's your business. Right. And if you take pleasure in certain things. What does what does that mean? Right, right, right. You're you're using a bot a part of your body that was designed for that. Yeah. So I mean, right. It shouldn't. It's as it's such a big deal, and it really shouldn't be. And I feel like in the big scheme of things, mm-hmm. I've seen people like and do some crazy stuff mm-hmm. for sexual kicks. Yeah. Like that is minor compared to like. With yes. some people like it is very minor. <laughs> you know, like yeah. just think about porn, how specific porn gets into like the right. fetishes and stuff. Yeah. That stuff is crazier to me than a little tongue maybe yeah. fingered yeah. in the tush. Yeah. I think that's so mild compared to like when you dressing up in like diapers and <laughs> shoving your face in pee. I think that's you know, I, I can tell you right now, I'm not open to that. <laughs> I would not be open to that. Right. That's too far for me. Mm-hmm. But it's just such this thing with, oh, that's gay. And it's like, grow it's up. Not, yeah. And, like, it's funny because when I used to live in Atlanta, we used to, like, play truth or dare and, like, drink and stuff. And it's funny because, like, when it would come up about tossing salads, and it was, like, a couple of girls that were married or either divorced. And when they said that they did it, people looked at them crazy. They like, we 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 used to be married. And I'm just like, so it's funny that I feel like there are probably a good amount of guys out there that are willing to do it. It's just like, they not 
screaming it to the rooftops and going around telling everybody about it because people still look at it like mm, that's good. But I'm also a person who's like, I don't scream to the rooftop about nothing I'm doing. Right. So yeah, and we talked about this before the show. Like, yeah. Sinead does not. <laughs> Like, it's funny because, like, so, and, and this is always a dynamic that me and Shanae have had, even since high school. Shanae will talk about sexual things more, but not necessarily about, about what I'm doing. <laughs> Whereas I'll try more, but I won't necessarily. Well, I, this has somewhat changed recently, but I won't necessarily just be talking about sex all the time. But I'm like, I'll and for the record, I don't talk about sex all the time. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> just more however, if we're having a conversation, be more I don't have a problem speaking about it. Right. But I don't speak about my private right, shenanigans. Private, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's always been a kind of an interesting dynamic that we've had. Um, because like people will be like, oh, Shanae, you freaking. She's like, I'm actually up. not. Well, I'm wait, <laughs> I am, but not as much as you think I am. Right. I, I'm like, I'm like, my freak scale number is like, if it's a one to 10, I am not a 10. I'm not a nine mm-hmm. on a good day. I'm a seven. Right. And I always used to be the one that had like this innocent image. And so it would be stuff that I would do, but I ain't about to sit here and talk about it. Um, and so we always had that kind of opposite kind of relationship when it came um, to talking about sex. But I did want to kind of get into what it takes to be vulnerable with another person. Um, so this can, like I said before, some of the examples I'll give is about friendships, it's about family, so, and then a good amount of it is about relationships. But being vulnerable is uh, applicable to all kinds of relationships because that's kind of what it takes to get close to other people. Um, so I have a list of five things, five ways and five like kind of steps that it takes to being vulnerable. Um, so the first one is touching base with yourself and your own feelings, like just being aware of how you actually feel about something, especially when like you're not sure how you feel about it. Because I mean, sometimes it's okay to not know how you feel about something, but just being getting aware of your feelings. And for me, I'm trying to start writing it down. Because when I write it down, I might even not, it might be like a run-on sentence, but it's like writing out my thoughts, and then at the end, I might get to my conclusion about how I feel about something. Um, So, I might write it, might type it, whatever, but whatever it takes for you um, to kind of acknowledge your true feelings about something, it it helps when then you take it in conversation to another person and like, okay, now I can speak and acknowledge how I feel about a situation or about tossing salads or about you know anything or about having kids like you could once you have that I feel like it's easier to go and then have the conversation about it so um the second step is to talk about it and so I I feel like it's easier to do this sometimes like over drinks or food to kind of like be in a more relaxed environment because sometimes Especially if the other person knows it's like a we need to talk kind of setting. Well, first of all, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but Mm -hmm. like the whole we need to talk thing. Yeah. You should never even start with that. Please just don't ever. (laughs) Because that that just sends my anxiety to the roof. I mean, (laughs) I just think it puts people on defense before you even say anything. And Mm -hmm. so going into it, they already, (laughs) they don't even know what you're saying, but they're already ready to go. Yeah. And I feel like putting them on watch mm-hmm. will toss any vulnerability or any sign of openness away. Cause they yeah. feel like, 
a we need to talk typically is not it's not anything positive. Yeah. It's typically there's an issue. Mm-hmm. And so then you're spending your time going, okay, well, what do I do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just feel like for the record, like if you have to have a tough conversation with anyone, mm-hmm. you don't start off with we need to talk. Mm-hmm. You don't even like I don't think you need to announce it, announce it like that. Yeah. But then again, there are sometimes where it's like something happened and you know y'all are meeting up to talk um and so i think so it's good to have an environment that's somewhat relaxed so that you're not so on edge and like you're eating or you're drinking or whatever not like getting drunk but like you may have a glass of wine or something to kind of relax the mood because sometimes if you are talking about something that you're vulnerable vulnerable about you get nervous and like you may not want to talk or may not feel comfortable to talk or Anything like that. So I think it's good to set, like, somewhat of a relaxing environment. Um, so number three is to, once you tell them whatever you had to say, then be receptive to their response. So this could be getting a reality check, which happens in really, in friendships all the time. Like, okay, girl, you being stupid. Or, girl, you need to leave him. Or, girl, you being stupid. Like, anything, like, they'll give you a reality check. Just be ready for their response. And not necessarily be ready for them to like come at you negatively but just be uh, be ready for whatever they have to say about it because their feelings could be hurt about what you want to say they could be happy about what you want to say it, you don't know what their response could be it all depends on what you're bringing to them so I think you have to be um, ready and willing to receive what they have to give you but I mean if it's negative you need to be ready for that too yeah, though yeah. it may not be but if it is mm-hmm. it is Yeah. and yeah. they have a right to feel that mm-hmm. um obviously both parties can work on the delivery yeah but if i don't like it i don't like it right 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 and i think you know a part of having tough conversations um is being able to hear what they have to say and realizing mm-hmm. you may not like it yeah. but they may not like a word you just said right right but somehow you still need to be respectful of each other's views and be able to deliver the messaging in a way mm-hmm. that will keep you you know as open as possible because like at the end of the day when your feelings get hurt i don't care what anyone says you do start to close up because mm-hmm. your feelings are hurt yeah and you're going to you're trying to protect yourself mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so i just think it's all about delivery yeah that's true that's true um and then <clears throat> the fourth step is if you're the person bringing whatever it is to the other person Ask for what you really want out of this. Like, why did you bring this? Did you want help? Did you want... Did you just want that reality check? Did you want them to provide you with something? What did you want from them um, as the reason that you decided to open up and bring this to them? What did you want and communicate that so that they can, you know, give it to you if they can give whatever you want from them to you? Um, So I think you have to be clear about your communication of... What do I need from you for to fix this or to make this better? Um, what do I need um, for you to support me um, in communicating that? I, I think that's a big a big step because mm-hmm. I think I know for me, I'm more of a get to the point person. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so I'm not going to rush nobody. Yeah. But I don't want to hear like this long soliloquy and I don't know what the real issue is. Yeah. Like you just saying random things like it needs to lead up to a 
I am feeling this way Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I need to feel this way. Mm -hmm. And this is how. Um, I think that's important. Right. Or even, I don't know how, but this is what I'm trying to figure out. Communicating that even. Just whatever you can communicate for them to give you the help and support that you need. And then um, the fifth is to also make the other person feel safe. Because um, sometimes when you're bringing a vulnerable topic to them, they could be hurt or offended. So making them feel safe to share with you whatever they think and feel about it, which I think kind of goes back up to what step three was. But once you ask for their support, you have to make them feel safe enough to give you that support. I would agree. <laughs> so those, do you feel like you've gone through that, that five-step process with people before or like no. you've just done different pieces of it? No, I mean, I'm at the point now where I'll just say how I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need to write stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes in the past, I've written stuff down and I didn't talk to them about it because I didn't need to at a certain point. Right. So um, for me... I have learned to pick and choose my battles mm-hmm. for one, mm-hmm. decide what is important to me and what's not. Right. Um, I still believe in journaling and if I'm really fe- feeling flustered or confused, I still will write stuff down, but I don't need it. I don't need it to collect my thoughts, but I do think if you're a person who struggles with delivering it in a, I'm not going to say in a better way, but if you struggle with, delivering messages Mm -hmm. so if you're maybe aggressive or you yell you know Mm -hmm. you put the way you deliver it makes people very defensive yeah because you can't always help it because if someone's defensive they are but there are things you can do to help Mm -hmm. if you're that type of person then you probably should write it down so you can figure out but like for me i'm at a place now where i feel like i can deliver messages pretty diplomatically Mm -hmm. is that a word diplomatically yeah okay I already have my degree. And so <laughs> and so it doesn't matter. And I'm working. It doesn't matter. So and I have spell check. So and grammar check. Anyway. Lord. I feel like I can deliver messages in a way to help people understand. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like at this point in my life, mm-hmm. I'm really good at communicating what I like and mm-hmm. what I don't like. Right. And I'm very um and I'm good at listening as well. Yeah. So if I come to someone and say, you know, this is bothering me. This is what I need to feel mm-hmm. better. Or this is what I'm looking for for us. Right. I'm okay with hearing, you know, that doesn't bother me or that wasn't my concern. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with hearing stuff I may not want to hear. Yeah. But that takes time mm-hmm. and probably some practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been someone who could pretty much say how I feel. Yeah. I think sometimes in relationships is where I struggle the most. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I can tell a friend off <laughs> in like <laughs> one second. And then if it was my partner, I would like store things and then explode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, while I don't have a, like a partner right now, I feel like the things I've learned over the years, I wouldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it takes time. I think I'm still, like, the kind of store up, explode kind of person. And so that's why I'm still in the, like, writing down, well, trying to write stuff down phase 
to, you know, be clear on what I'm feeling so that I can communicate that properly. But I think what frustrates me is when I'm trying to communicate stuff with people and they still not getting it. It's like, how many ways can I say it to you? Well, sometimes I think, um, you know, you may have to change up your delivery. Mm-hmm. I find examples are good. Yeah. And I always find doing the, if you were in my shoes. Yeah. Because I think that will help. That helps people. Mm-hmm. But if the person is still, like, not getting your point of view, mm-hmm. sometimes it's because, honestly, sometimes I feel like it's because they don't want to. Or- I really do. Yeah. Because you can understand and still not agree. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Understanding doesn't mean I agree with you right. or agree with your point. Right, right, right. But I can understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. and I can understand why you feel that way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think when people are like, well, I just don't get why you like it's not that big. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I really feel like they're they're not being open and receptive Mm -hmm. and they're just playing on defense mode i think when you bring something to someone about a certain issue and then they'll talk about something else they're deflecting you know what i mean like they're not being open because then the conversation turns around and be like about five other issues it's like that's not why we're here or if (laughs) you know you say how you you say how you feel and then they get defensive and start spewing stuff at you. Typically, that means they're projecting. Uh, you know what I mean? You know and what? so, I, I, I mean, that's a part of it. That yeah, you know, so like, you know, when you want to be vulnerable with someone, like you said, it's on both sides because I think it's never fun, especially when it's negative. Like, you don't have to have chats on vulnerability when you're happy because when you're happy and everything's Gucci, you're you you're fine. Right. You're fine being open. It's being that way when it's not fun. Right. When when your friendship needs repair or your relationship needs repair mm-hmm. or you know trusting even have a vulnerability with like a therapist i mean just something yeah. new that you're not familiar with yeah. that's when it's more difficult when you're yeah. happy and you're cool that's not an issue right. and i just feel like the place i am now everyone has a right to their feelings mm-hmm. so and i'm a big person on not dismissing people's feelings right, right? at the same time um and I think it can take time. There needs to be like this overall awareness mm-hmm. and that whole, like back to the whole understanding, even if you don't agree with it. Right. So in my mind, I could still think that's overreacting. However, mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. that is a real emotion. I will not dismiss it. And so it has to be addressed. Right. And that means you still may have to compromise with that. person, even though you don't agree with it, it doesn't right. matter right. because it's real for that person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that element gets lost because people are like, well, you don't agree with me. I don't have to. I don't have to agree to make this work and understand mm-hmm. this is something I need to do for you mm-hmm. or so that you feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I think you can have, I think the ultimate is having a conversation like that where it's like, you know, that's not typically something that bothers me, but I understand why it bothers you or yeah. That's not something I think about, but I see that that's important to you. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that. And I think that's what that's what's part of that what makes it hard to be vulnerable because I've been in situations where I'm being vulnerable and the person will be like, "Oh, well, I dealt with this and it was easy." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> like, what do that have to deal with it?" Or they get defensive, or like you said, they um deflect, and it's just like I was trying to be vulnerable with you. And now what you've had, what you've said just made me shut down. 
But you know what? I think sometimes a way to remedy that is to call them out in the action. Now, depending on the person, that can make the escalate. I but I've done it. Yeah. People, I'm like, well, now you're deflecting. Mm-hmm. And that totally, I think when people call out someone's behavior mm-hmm. right then and there, mm-hmm. it can throw them off a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes in a good way to make you get to the conversation. Right. So instead of me just sitting here while you deflect, I can say, you know what? You're deflecting right now. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, I'm not. You are. Because right. I came to you about A. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing up another issue, right? So if that if you want to talk about that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about this first, mm-hmm. and then we could talk about that, right? Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like that's a you're not forcing them, but it's a good way to try to keep things on track. Right. And if the person, I also feel like there's a way to say, you know what? Maybe we need to try to talk about this again. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between shutting down and knowing that maybe a conversation needs more time. Yeah, because it's so, not conducive at the moment. Right. So I feel like for you, mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you're trying to be vulnerable and you feel like you're explaining it, you're trying, and the person is just not getting it or deflecting, projecting, mm-hmm. you can say, you know what, right now, this doesn't seem productive. Right. This seems counterproductive. Right. You can even say, I personally feel like I'm going to shut down. Mm-hmm. So to avoid me shutting down and making things worse, maybe we could just think about what has been said mm-hmm. and we could try to talk about this again. Right. And I've done that to people. Yeah. I mean, and I do that when I get upset. I mm-hmm. did that to Sydney like a week ago. <laughs> right. I, I was I was getting upset mm-hmm. and I wasn't even pissed. Yeah. But I felt it mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to stop right now because it's not going to be a productive conversation right. if I get any more elevated. Right. And I think I was just like, okay. And then I think like a couple hours later, I was like, okay, are we ready to talk about it? And we talked about it and I think it's cool. Like, and so I think, I feel like respecting that sometimes people do need that time. And I think communicating that you need that time is important because I'll need the time and I'll be like, I'm not talking to you right now, which is not the way to say it. <laughs> but I, I can acknowledge that I be doing it wrong sometimes. But I do think it's important to know that you do need that time, but it's just communicating it properly so that the person don't feel like you disrespecting them, but also realizes, okay... Tensions are high. high. And so they just need a little space and then we can come back and talk about it later. And typically for me, I need a moment when I'm mad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I know myself. Yeah. And when I'm upset, I say mean things. Right. And sometimes it doesn't matter. You can't unsay something, even if you apologize for it. Right. So to protect someone I care about. Mm Mm-hmm. When I'm upset, mm-hmm. it's best for me to say, I need a minute yeah, so I can, like, take a breath, mm-hmm. figure out what I want to say and how I want to deliver it. Because I know for myself, once I get to the point mm-hmm. where I call of no return, <laughs> I'm going to say whatever. Yeah. And this isn't nice. This is not a good thing about me, but I yeah. will not apologize. Mm-hmm. I have a level where I'll get to, and I will not apologize after the mm-hmm. fact. Whatever I say, you'll never get to apologize to me. It's not a good thing, but it's truth. Right. And I think I don't get to that. I always just shut down before I get there. But, like, I did it with my dad a couple of weeks ago. He pissed me off, and then he wanted to talk about it. And I was like, nope, and I left. I, and I said something like, he was like, can you come here to talk? I said, no, I, I got to go somewhere. 
I was just going grocery shopping. It really could have waited. But I didn't feel like talking. But I was rude about it. <laughs> but the bad thing is I live with my parents. So, so when I got back from the grocery store, he was sitting on the couch like, so you want to talk now? <laughs> I was like, okay. And like, he apologized because in the situation, he was wrong. But I think that's what pissed me off even more because it was like, no, you're dead wrong. And I'm not about to sit here and deal with this. But it's hard because he's my father and I live with him. And so it's like, you feel like, it's, I think for me anyways, it's harder to communicate because sometimes our parents do be wrong. And I think as a child, it's harder to call your parents out on being wrong because they're the parent. I think, I think, yeah, I think I can understand that. I just think it depends on just the, the closeness with your parents. Because yeah. like, I'm at a stage now where if I think, if I think my mother's wrong, I can say that. Right. Um, but I think it's a delivery thing. Yeah. It's not, you're wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? I right. think it's truly, there's so much power in the way you deliver something. <laughs> yes. It's not what you say. It's how, how you, you say, say it. it. Mm-hmm. I've said that on many episodes and it, it's very true. And if you have a relationship with your parents, especially as we're getting, we're adults now and yeah. you're staking your own claim. Mm-hmm. I think it's important if you can and have that relationship is to create those newer boundaries, yeah. those newer, you know, relationship nuances and dynamics that you'll have as an adult because granted your mom is always your mom but it's a lot different we're an adult woman right 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 or adult male yeah dealing with your parents yeah you know yeah so it's just another yeah it is so at the end of the day when you're being vulnerable like you are somewhat afraid but it's all about getting comfortable enough to open up and then being ready to receive that. And I think when you can be vulnerable in any kind of relationship, it makes it 10 times better because even with me and Shanae, we've had, well, I know back in the day, I wasn't the most vulnerable friend and we've always been best friends. Um, But I know that as our relationship has grown, we've learned to be more vulnerable with one another and it's just made us stronger. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) So if y'all have any stories about, you know, how vulnerability has helped or even how it's hurt your relationships with anyone, let us know, comment, rate, like, subscribe, you know, all of that jazz because you love us. And one last thing I want to say, you know, when you're trying something new and you want to be more open and and maybe the the chat doesn't go well or Mm -hmm. you feel like the person didn't receive it well Mm -hmm. don't let that stop you from continuing to be open with others it's hard because it's like it's kind of like your first heartbreak Mm -hmm. you don't want to open up again right but you gotta have to yeah you know what i mean so i feel like sometimes when a message isn't received it's not you you did everything you were supposed to do Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's the person Mm -hmm. not always but sometimes it is so sometimes you know, at the end of the day, you have to be able to say, I did my due diligence. Yeah, yeah. I tried to do my best. Mm-hmm. And if the person couldn't receive it or they're not open to it, mm-hmm. that's not a reflection on me. That does not make me a bad person right. or anything like that. Right. I'm just, I just think sometimes, you know, especially in relationships, and I think especially with females, mm-hmm. we do blame ourselves mm-hmm. for stuff that we shouldn't be blaming ourselves for. Yeah, that's true. And so I just want to put that out there. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so, yeah, 
So, guys, thanks for listening as always. Keep up with us on Instagram, Good Girls Behaving Badly. For our questions of the week, um, visit our website, goodgirlsbehavingbadly.com. And we hope you enjoyed the show as always. This is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.